For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. I know it doesn't feel like Wednesday, right? But it is. And I uh, hope it's starting off well for you. It's it's kind of a repeat of yesterday morning. It's not as foggy, but it is a little foggy. It is misty out there. It is a little damp. So if you are heading out, keep that in mind. Uh, it is warm enough that you don't have to worry about ice on the road, which I don't even think was really that much of a concern yesterday. We were just kind of like close to the line overnight that some might have formed, but I'm sure. I'm sure you drive safely and cautiously and you're not speeding around at 6 o'clock in the morning because you're running behind. No. That's me, usually. But the um, the good thing is, is it's, it's uh, moisture in the form of rain, of mist, of, of dampness, not of snow. So I'm happy with that. Some of you are waiting for the snow to fall. And, uh, well, I hope you enjoy it, psychopaths, because I would prefer that it never snows, if at all possible. But, uh, yeah, Christmas has passed. You didn't get a white Christmas. There's no need to wish for snow. If you like to ski, that's okay. The mountains make fake snow. It'll all work out. So, uh, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course. Well, I'm not being facetious about hating snow. I do hate snow. So we talked last week about a New Bedford store that would be closing next month after 100 years in business. Barassa Hardware has been around in the north end of New Bedford for 100 years, and they'll be closing in January because the owners are retiring and there's no next generation to take over the store. So they've decided to just retire and, uh, and, and let that be a century of business and leave it at that. And there were a lot of comments in that story about how businesses don't succeed in New Bedford, that businesses are, are failing left and right because of the taxes, because of some of the policies, because of all these different factors that people are putting out there. But I want to point out that there are a number of businesses Listen, anywhere you're going to have businesses that open and businesses that close. And when they close, it's very rare that they open up the the books. It's very rare that they make an announcement where they say something like, 
We're sorry to announce to all of our loyal customers that uh, after two years in business, we are going to be closing because we just didn't know how to run a business. Or they say something like, we are closing because one of our partners embezzled all of the money. Or they might say, we are closing because we have a personal illness and we don't want to have to go to work every day. So there's a lot of factors that we don't know about. And certainly when they are factors where it might not be in the best light for the business, for the business owners, yeah, they might put a different spin on it. So maybe a bit, and by the way, I'm not talking about any particular business here. I'm just putting this out there as a possibility where a business closes. It might be because of mismanagement. It might be because of they just didn't, they just couldn't make it work, whatever the reason is. And then when asked for the reason why they're closing, they'll say, well, you know, today's economy. Or, you know, ah, the city's a little bit restrictive toward small businesses. Or whatever they might say as their rationale, rather than say, we just couldn't do it. Because I see a lot of businesses that are doing just fine in this economy. That are doing just fine with this job market. That are doing just fine with the inflation that's going on. Could they be doing better? Absolutely. Would we like to see the inflation go away so they can do better? Absolutely. But there are plenty of businesses that are still succeeding. There are plenty of new businesses that are opening. It's, it's the circle of life on the South Coast that, you know, every year, no matter what's going on with the economy, what's going on in the world, new businesses will open, new restaurants will open. Some restaurants will close. Even during the pandemic, we had new restaurants opening as others were closing. So it's just the way that it goes. So you have a place like Barassa Hardware closing after 100 years just due to the owner's retirement. And, you know, changing retail attitudes certainly played a part in that, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe if people were still coming in as frequently as they were 25 years ago, uh, the owners would maybe put off retirement a few more years. But they see the writings on the wall and they say, yeah, you know, people are getting stuff online or they're going to the bigger box stores and it's just not worth us coming in six days a week. But then you have a story like we had yesterday, which is a small business that popped up in 2021 Kind of a crazy time to open a business. I don't remember what the restrictions were in in February of 2021, March of 2021. But it certainly wasn't the environment that it is today. But that's when Kojo's Toy World opened up in downtown New Bedford. And at the time... Kojo's was bordered by Purchase Street Records, which was a well-established record store on one side, and Sanctum Folklorica, which was a, for lack of a better term, witch shop on the other side, a metaphysical shop, a place where people that are, you know, into those things would, would frequent. So it's right where there's a good clientele already coming 
for records and metaphysical things that might also be interested in stopping in and looking at some toys. And after being in that spot now for what will be three years, Kojo's Toy World made an announcement on Christmas Day on social media, but not the announcement you're thinking, not, we're sorry, we tried, it just didn't work. No, no, this announcement is the complete opposite of that. It has worked so well that the store needs to expand, and it is moving. Now, when Purchase Street Records moved, they moved, they moved from Purchase Street to Pope's Island. They kept the name, but it's, it's on Pope's Island now. Much bigger store. It was such a success. Roger had so much product just sitting in the basement that he could never get out onto the floor, onto the sales floor, that he needed more room for the shop. Very successful. Moved to Pope's Island. Has been doing fantastic business over there. Kojo's is kind of following that model of going to a larger location so they can do more in-store things, so they can do more uh, special events, so that they can have more toy drives, and so that they can put more product out on the floor and expand the type of product that they carry. But they don't have to go as far as Pope's Island. They're just moving around the corner. So if you like visiting Kojo's Toy World on Purchase Street, uh, sometime in the spring of 2024, you will still be able to visit them just by going around the corner on William Street, down by No Problemo, in the former Paradise McPhee Art Gallery. And as uh, Ted, one of the co-owners, was telling me yesterday, the space is 10 times bigger than what they have right now, which means they're going to bring in 5,000 new toys. Well, 5,000 toys that run on the floor. Some of them are, are not new. They're, you know, vintage used toys. But they're going to bring in more toys. They're going to bring in cards and comics and even some vintage clothing. And they're going to be able to have dozens of people in the store at once. As opposed to now where if you go in there and there's a few people in there, it gets, it gets kind of crowded. There's a lot of product jammed into the space that they have. So this is a total success story. And they really haven't had the chance to get into a lot of online business because of the space that they have. They're going to increase online sales when they move to the new location. But mo so much of that success has been just from people walking into their store on Purchase Street in downtown New Bedford. A brick-and-mortar business having success. But why is it having success? Because it's not trying to be everything to everyone. It's not trying to be, you know, a Walmart where you walk in and there's, or I should say a Walmart toy section, where you walk in and there's, you know, all these different toys and all this product that they have to stock. And no, it's a place where people who are looking for collectible toys goes. And when you walk in, they, they do have new toys, but they're kind of for the, the niche audience that is coming into there. And so they, they want to be the biggest toy store on the South Coast. 
They probably will be, and they're probably going to be bringing in more variety of product, but they also know what works. They also know what people are coming in there looking for. And I'm seeing comments from people under the story where we've shared it on social media of, I didn't even know there was a toy store in downtown New Bedford. And my question to you is, well, how much do you go into downtown New Bedford? Because there's a big painting on the sign that says Kojo's Toy World with lots of toys in the window. But also, that shows you the potential that this store has if there are people that don't even know that they exist, yet they've had so much success in the first three years. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. I'm excited to see what they can add into the store. I, I will admit I don't go into Kojo's enough and that's because I am afraid I would spend money that I shouldn't. They're going to have a lot of stuff in there that I've wanted. Uh, there's, I had a lot of toys growing up. I had a lot of great toys. I never really wanted for much when it came to toys, but there were always those toys that you wanted that were just too expensive. You know, I wasn't getting the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. I I never got the full set of all the, the mask vehicles. Remember, Mobile Armored Strike Command? I had a few. I wanted them all. You know, I didn't have every He-Man figure. Certainly didn't have every wrestling figure. But you walk in there and they've got them all and you're like, ooh. Do I want to get all those? What, what can I do? Because when I moved out on my own in 2001, I lived alone. My girlfriend didn't move in with me. I had a spare room. And all I had in that room was a chair and a TV. Because back in those days, you had to record things on a VCR. So that's where I had my second TV with the VCR to record things that were on when I was watching something else on the other TV or recording something on the other TV. And that's where I kept the cat box. That's it. That's all I had in that room. So I was like, what am I going to do with this room? And I had some toys that I had collected. You know, I was in my early 20s. So I put up a shelf, put some toys on it. Next thing I know, the room is full of shelves and full of toys. That eventually we sold and, you know, made a little profit off of. But still, I and I know that that's what will happen again if I go into Kojo's too much. But uh, it's been a place that has brought, brought a lot of uh, energy to the city, a lot of energy to downtown, a lot of special events. They bring in, you know, famous pro wrestlers for autograph signings and meet and greets. They get the hard-to-find toys. I mean, it's a place that has become a go-to destination for a lot of people. I know somebody that lives in Connecticut who drives up here, stops at Kojo, stops at Purchase Street Records. That's, that's what they make a trip up here for. So you've got a business like that that is not only moving but expanding and staying in the downtown New Bedford area. Also, there was a story last week, and I, I'm sorry, I had wanted to bring you this story, but I kind of got wrapped up in other things and, and never got a chance to. But 
the Standard Times ended up reporting on the Horror Family, which is a horror-themed store that has opened up downtown, right next to Sixes and Sevens, what used to be Cobblestones. And I got a chance to take a look in there last week. Really cool store, really unique items. That store announced yesterday on social media, it's going to be expanding. Now, I, I talked last week about that with the owner. He was kind of explaining to me what his expansion plans are. Uh, but he didn't put that in the social media post, so I'm not going to share all that just yet. But it's going to be in the same spot, more or less. But it'll just be a bigger store. So another store that opened up recently, just this past summer, and is having a great deal of success. But again, it's a niche, niche store. It is a very specific store that somebody wants to go to. It's not trying to be a, a general retailer. And I think that's the future of, of brick and mortar stores. Less family dollars, more Kojo's Toy Worlds and Horror Family. And by the way, that's not picking on family dollar. I'm just saying that there's less of a need for those kind of places. Although Family Dollar is a little bit of a different situation. A Family Dollar, a Dollar General, a place like that. My guess is that that's for, you know, a lot of folks who wouldn't shop online. But there's certainly a path to success if you have a very individualized idea. Don't feel like any idea is too crazy. I always still have in the back of my pocket someday, I'd like to bring back the used bookstore that I loved growing up. Something similar to what was Kenmark Books in Wareham. Fantastic place. And I went to a whole bunch when I was younger. Annie's Bookstop in, in Randolph was where I really started to fall in love with the idea of used books. Well, in flea markets and yard sales too, but Annie's was the first store that I went to. And I was like, they sell used books in here? And I would come up with stacks and stacks of books. So my grandmother would buy me whatever I wanted because she was just happy I was reading. But then Ken Mark was many, 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 many afternoons spent just roaming around the basement, looking at different books. And he didn't care. You could read the whole book down there. He didn't care. Anyway, I've got to take a break. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments. Man, every time I hear it, all I hear in my head 
is Van Halen is overrated. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Train? Van Halen isn't overrated. In fact, I'd argue they're probably underrated. But that's all that I hear every time I hear it. And I was like, that can't be the lyrics. And in the 90s, it wasn't like you just went online and looked it up. And so early 2000s, whenever this came out, you didn't just look it up and find the lyrics. So I was like, it's got to be something else. And then I heard Jeff Charles on the Providence Station say the same thing. Is he saying Van Halen is overrated? I was like, ah, see, it's not just me. But anyway, he's saying Heaven is overrated, which I guess is just as um, arguable. Uh, as Van Halen. So anyway, we can talk more about that and whatever else is on your mind, 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Police are increasing security for members of the Colorado Supreme Court after last week's ruling that disqualified Donald Trump from the state's 2024 presidential primary ballot. Denver police say they are investigating threats against the justices and providing extra patrols around their homes. The FBI is also investigating and working with local law enforcement. The Colorado High Court ruled last week that Trump engaged in an insurrection through his actions leading up to the 2021 Capitol riot and is therefore ineligible to appear on the state's presidential primary ballot. Trump's team said that they will appeal to the National Supreme Court sometime this week. The Texas Medical Board so far isn't acting on the state Supreme Court's request to offer doctors some clarity about the state's abortion ban. The court asked the board for guidance last week after rejecting a woman's bid to end a non-viable pregnancy. The medical board can revoke a doctor's medical license over violations of said abortion ban. The law provides for medical exemptions, but doctors and advocates say they need clarification. The chairman of the board says they're unlikely to intervene while court cases are still in progress. New Hampshire presidential's primary is now under four weeks away, and some communities say they're in need of help. Election volunteers are still required to make sure things run smoothly when voters head to the polls on January 23rd. Training for people who sign up to help will begin immediately. For more information, reach out to your local board of elections if you are in New Hampshire. California Governor Gavin Newsom is pushing back on members of his own party calling to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot. Mark Mayfield explains. Newsom said in a statement that in California we defeat candidates at the polls. Everything else is a political distraction. Late last week, Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis prompted Secretary of State Shirley Weber to investigate all legal options in the light of the Colorado Supreme Court ruling banning Trump from the ballot there based on a violation of the 14th Amendment. Others have also asked California Attorney General Rob Bonta to use his powers to decide if Trump is eligible to appear on the ballot. It's been a ploy that's been explored in a number of blue states nationwide. I'm Mark Mayfield. And today is National Fruitcake Day, which poses a question. Is it really just one fruitcake that has been re-gifted for generation? Bree Tennis has the info. Collins Street Bakery is the premier fruitcake baking company in the U.S., and they say no. And they should know because they sell about 1.5 million fruitcakes every year. They say it's true if you properly wrap and store a fruitcake, it can still be eaten after 100 years. But according to pollsters, only 11% of Americans actually like fruitcake. So why would you do that? I'm Bree Tennis. And in sports, it's the Boston Bruins versus the Buffalo Sabres tonight in Buffalo at 730. And the Celtics will face off against the Detroit Pistons tomorrow, also at 7.30 p.m.
And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Dense fog this morning with a temperature around 40, mid to upper 40s for this afternoon under mostly cloudy skies. Periods of widespread rain does move in later on today into the overnight and tomorrow. Tomorrow with temperatures around 50. Mild temperatures will extend well into Thursday night and some part of Friday. Conditions will improve for the end of the year. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It's currently 39 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. That's Aerosmith, of course. Part of that trifecta of uh, videos with Alicia Silverstone, which, I don't know, I had the biggest crush on her when I was younger. So it's, it's, uh, it's a testament to the power of music videos where those videos really made her a star even more than some of the early movies. And then, of course, Clueless came out and she was a megastar, but... Anyway, I've got some Rhode Island traffic news for you, but it actually isn't about the Washington Street Bridge for once. So there's going to be some changes coming to traffic on Interstate 95 in Providence in early January. Now, people on 195 are already dealing with those, those bridge changes, the, uh, the westbound lanes now traveling on the eastbound side of the bridge and uh, it looks like, by the way, I just checked the, the traffic map. It looks like things are a little slow over there right now, but it's not terrible. We can thank the holiday week for that. Uh, I know that it, it does get pretty bad because I know some people that have had to traverse it trying to get here. Uh, but there's going to be some changes to Interstate 95 near the Providence Place Mall. The Providence Viaduct will have a new traffic pattern on Saturday, January 6th. This is uh, ABC6 reporting. The goal of the project is to solve the traffic buildups that happen around the Providence Place Mall. And if you've ever gone to the Providence Place Mall from 195 to 95, you know what they're talking about with those backups. Now, I'm sure it's worse now because you get through Washington Street Bridge and then you get over, I forget that other bridge's name, and then you're turning on to 95 and then boom, there's more traffic. And I, it doesn't matter what time of day I go. It seems like the minute I turn on to 95 from 195, I'm hitting that traffic. 
And so this is supposed to help with some of that. The main change is that exit 38 for state offices and 146 will be moved about a mile further south, meaning northbound drivers will have to take that exit sooner. So if you're going to the state house, if you're going to 146, you're actually going to take that exit sooner. And that's, that's also another big exit with a lot of people getting off the highway to go there. Drivers going northbound and don't need to take an exit into the mall area can just keep driving in the left two lanes. Drivers who want to get to 146 north or the state offices can take the new exit 38, then go left for 146 off the exit and right for state offices. This sounds like that uh, SNL sketch, the Californians. Like, did you take the 48 to get here? No, I took the 49. Like, you know, like like nobody understands it except people that are from California. And I'm sure they all laughed and everybody else was just like, okay, we get the joke. But this is the part that stands out to me in, in this story. By the way, this, this was originally supposed to happen December 1st. They pushed it back until after the holiday travel and shopping season because they knew that changing this right before people were heading out to do their last-minute Christmas shopping would have been disastrous. But this is the line that stands out to me more than anything. The Rhode Island Department of Transportation urged drivers not to suddenly change lanes if they miss an exit as it can cause a crash. That is the most Rhode Island thing that happens. The most Rhode Island thing. Every time you're on 95 near the Providence Place Mall, You've got people that are changing lanes without putting on their turn signal that are like, oh, nope, not this one, and then just cut right back in front of you. Or they're about to miss their exit, so they come out of the far left lane and cut across four lanes to take the exit. I mean, it's insane what people do over there. And it's, it's, it's never like, you know, a Massachusetts plate or a Connecticut plate. And you're like, okay, I, I get it. They just didn't understand because it's very confusing there. Even using a GPS or whatever, it's very confusing. And you inevitably end up taking the wrong exit if you don't know exactly where you're going. But it's always a Rhode Island plate of a person doing that. So I'm like, they knew better. They've done this before. That's just how they drive. So that's why I, that line stood out to me. They urge drivers not to suddenly change lanes if they miss an exit as it can cause a crash. No, what causes the crash is people that expect them not to do that because, you know, it doesn't make any sense and it violates every rule of the road. Just when you, when you, when you cross over, you're okay in like East Providence until you start getting closer into the city. Once you get to the Washington Street Bridge, just assume everybody that's on the road with you has no idea how to drive. And that will put you on high alert and then you'll be okay. If you assume that people are going to do the right thing and that they know what they're doing, then you let your guard down and that's when trouble starts. So try, try and keep yourself uh, on your toes. Pay attention. Don't worry about changing the radio. That's why you put the WBSM app on when you get in the car. That way they don't have to worry about the signal changing. You know, you can, you can just listen to us straight through until you get to where you're going. And uh, just be vigilant. Because this is, this is going to mess people up even more than they were already messed up before. And it's going to start on Saturday, January 6th. 
All right, going to take a break here. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Oh. Welcome back in. So this morning, I put on, uh, instead of my new cologne that I've been wearing, I put on the one that I used to wear, some Jacquard Noir. And then I started playing that song coming back from the break, and the smell of the, the Jacquard hit me. And all of a sudden, I was transported back to junior year in high school. Counting crows in Jacquard Noir? What? Um, yeah, I figured uh, I'm not going to see a lot of people today, so I'll just use up some of the old cologne instead of the, the new one. And who knew it was going to be a time machine back to 1995, but there you have it. So uh, we were talking about Rhode Island a moment ago about some of the, the, the traffic changes coming near the Providence Place Mall. But I want to go into Providence for one more moment because I don't know if you saw the story. It was floating around. Uh, and, of course, we reported a couple of weeks ago that Judge Frank Caprio, the judge who was also the star of the TV series Caught in Providence, has been diagnosed with cancer. And there's a, a story that's been going around where Judge Caprio is actually asking, as he is now undergoing chemotherapy and his head gets cold, he has never worn hats, he says. He was never a hat guy. But now, because his head gets cold, he's been wearing a lot of hats. So he's asking for people to send him hats. So I know a lot of you out there, uh, you might have some hats in your collection. You may have a business that has hats that are made as part of it. You know, maybe maybe you own a construction company or a plumbing company or any any kind of business, and you may have some hats that were made up. Whatever it may be, send your hats to Judge Caprio, and he has promised to to try them all on. Even if he doesn't wear them regularly, he's at least going to wear them and try them on, and he's going to be putting up some social media videos and things like that. So if you want to send Judge Caprio a hat, you can send it. It's very easy to remember where to send it to. You can send it to Frank Caprio at One Center Place in Providence. Frank Caprio, One Center Place, Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. So if you need that information, this podcast will be up not long after the uh, 7 o'clock news. But also, you know, you can reach out to me and I will uh, provide it to you. But again, Frank Caprio, One Center Place, Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. So if you want to send him a hat from your business, send him a hat that you might have in your collection, or maybe you're just out and about and you see a hat that you think would look good on the judge. Send him one over. I'm going to dig out some of the uh, WBSM hats and send one of those his way and See if I have any fun 107 ones left laying around, and we'll send those over as well. But, yes, 
Frank Caprio has asked for your hats if you want to send them on over to him. One more time. Frank Caprio, one center place, Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. All right. Well, we were talking before about the news that Kojo's Toy World is going to be expanding. They're going to be moving around the corner to William Street. That means you're going to have another space open on Purchase Street. And with the Star Store campus closing down and its current fate uncertain, how does that affect a good portion of Purchase Street and what, what some of these businesses are that might be coming in? You know, it's great that one business is, is moving and expanding, but I don't know that, I don't think anybody's moved into those empty shops from, from the record store in, in Sanctum Folklorica yet, I, I don't think. I'm not always down there during the time that the businesses would be open. But you've got now the need for more, more stores to come in. Uh, Brock Cordero wants me to mention that Judge Caprio has pancreatic cancer. And he is, uh, he is certainly someone who will help increase visibility for pancreatic cancer awareness. He is certainly someone who will return all of the good wishes and all the goodwill that people are sending his way in helping others. You know, you know how Judge Caprio is. You've watched Cotton Providence. You know. You don't need me to tell you what a stellar guy he is. And he has fans all over the world. That show has been watched all over the world. So he's going to do a lot to increase visibility and awareness for pancreatic cancer. And one more time, you can send them to Frank Caprio at One Center Place, Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. All right, I've got to take another break here. If you want to call in 508-996-0500, you can also send app chat messages, open line voicemails on the WBSM app. It is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. They are the ones that make it so that all of those great features are available to you and it never is going to cost you anything. There's no ads on the, on the app outside of, uh, you know, getting that one. Of course, you know, you get our streaming ads, our commercials, but, you know, you don't have to deal with all kinds of other pop-ups like you do with other free apps where they say, well, if you get the premium version, you don't get any ads. Well, we don't have a premium version. The app is the premium version. All the features are available. They're all free. The alarm feature, the breaking news alerts, the streaming, the podcasting, the ability to access our stories, super customizable. It's all available thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. All right, I'm going to take that break. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs>
508-996-0500. And uh, one thing that I want to let you know about, of course, we'll, we will get the weather from Ceci Del Carmen coming up in the newscast, but we are expecting some rain. We are going to be getting bombarded with some wet weather over the next couple of days. And you know what might happen as a result of that? You might realize, uh-oh, the roof is leaking, right? You got through Christmas, you paid everything you needed to pay, you got all the bills paid for December, and you say, oh, we got out of this pretty easy. And that's when, you know, the roof is going to start leaking. That's uh, Murphy's Law, right? Well, at Precision Window and Kitchen, they can take care of that for you. They can get the job done right. They can get the job done quickly, and they can get the job done affordably. What they will do is they will come down, they will take a look, They'll let you know if you need it replaced. They'll let you know if they can get away with fixing part of it. They will let you know if you can wait a season or two. They'll give you all that information. How do you know if you need a new roof, though, if it's not leaking? Well, you might see some fading. You might see some missing shingles. You might see some separation at the seams. You might see the fact that it's been 20 years since you've had your roof serviced. Whatever it may be, have them come down and take a look. They will give you a free, no-obligation estimate. And, of course, they can also refurbish your kitchen, your bathroom. They can replace your windows, your entryway doors, all of that. Just visit precisionwindowandkitchen.com for more information or to book your free, no-obligation estimate. That's going to do Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.